When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Back is going to be in 2022, constantly in flux. We have an update. Indiana in Columbus, Ohio tonight to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. I got a really good feeling about the Hoosiers tonight, and we know what my feelings mean. Usually, they come to pass, and John Howard, looking at his suspension for his behavior yesterday at Wisconsin, Greg Gard probably going to get a rip too, but other Michigan players might also be suspended, and that will damage, in all likelihood, the tournament hopes of the Michigan Wolverines. And I got a great book recommendation, because I think it's cool. It's about shooting the basketball. It was a birthday gift for my son. My birthday is tomorrow, but we had our lunch yesterday for uh, my birthday. He gave me a book that I really, really like, and and it's got applications beyond sports. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Monday, President's Day, February 21st, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They do great work, and you're not going to get killed, all right? They're not going to take advantage of you. They're not going to upsell you. They're not going to sell you stuff that you don't need. That is not the way the Johnsons do business. Give them a call. 765-610-8809 is the number. I trust them. You can trust them. All right? Let's talk about sports. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports, shall we? Um, The Colts and Tom Brady. This is kind of interesting. We know it's silly season, right? We're a week before the Combine, then the Combine happens. By the way, the Combine might be a hell of a lot less interesting this year if the NFL doesn't kind of reconfigure their protocols for the bubble that they are said to be operating underneath during the Combine because it's not going to work for a lot of the athletes and a lot of the agents. So there could be a massive boycott of measurables at the Combine, medicals, yes, measurables like the 40, 225 pre- uh, bench presses, that kind of stuff may not happen at the level we'd like to see it to because we like watching a Combine. It's a lot of fun. So 
who is going to be the quarterback for the Colts in 2022? Is Tom Brady in the mix? Sure. Why wouldn't he be in the mix in February? In August, we're going to know. At some point, we're going to know who the quarterback's going to be, but let's run down the tote board as it stands today as to who's going to be the quarterback for the Colts. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I got as the favorite, at, or the second favorite is 8-1. to one. The top external candidate for this job, Jimmy Garoppolo, look, 8.6 yards per attempt is absolutely huge. He wins when he's healthy. Two full seasons as a starter in San Francisco in five total seasons. And in both those seasons where he was able to play full time, and that means more than half the games, right? Because in the other the other three seasons, he was unable to play half the games. They went to the, the NFC Championship game both times, the Super Bowl once. So there you go. That has got, that deserves respect. That deserves a real solid look at who Jimmy Garoppolo is and whether he can be a winning starting quarterback with the Indianapolis Colts. I still think that the favorite's Carson Wentz. Uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. He has the position right now. He is under contract right now. And if they can't move that contract, if they would have to cut him and pay him $15 million in order to free themselves up to go get somebody else, and they've also given up a third-round draft pick and a first-round draft pick in this year's draft, that does not bode well for either Frank Reich or Chris Ballard as long-time st- or long-term uh, stewards of this franchise. Uh, Carson Strong, I got his 15-1. to 1. Carson Strong, college quarterback out of Nevada. He is going to be a middle-tier pick in the draft. Uh, Derek Carr, I added late, is 10-1. to 1. Here's the thing with Derek Carr. I think that it's more likely than not that Tom Brady would go to Vegas if he was going to play, which I think is still unlikely because he's retired. I think it's more likely he would agree to play in Vegas for Josh McDaniel than come to Indianapolis and ask the Buccaneers to engineer a trade to Indy. He's not going within the NFC. That is not going to happen. So being traded to San Francisco, not an option. But going to Las Vegas, that is an option. And if uh, Brady goes to Vegas, that frees up Carr. Carr would not be a terrible candidate for the starting quarterback position here, despite the fact that he's never been a real winner as he's played for either the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Tom Brady, I got his 18 to 1. I don't know. Could just as easily have been 20 to 1, 15 to 1. I don't know. Somewhere 18 to 1. I, I think that Tom Brady is really unlikely to be the starting quarterback for the Colts. But you know what? In, in On February 21st, there's always a chance. So you say, look, we'd love to have Tom Brady as a, a quarterback. And, and i got to be honest, a lot of the people in the comments section here on this channel, they talk about how they hate Tom Brady. And what I'm preaching is this. Hate the team, Patriots. Hate the owner, Kraft. Hate the coach, Belichick. But not the quarterback. The quarterback was under contract. He did a good job. By all accounts, a highly respected stand-up guy, a terrific teammate, a wonderful leader, all the way back to his days at Michigan. Why are we hating on Tom Brady? If Tom Brady can come to Indianapolis 
and get the Colts to a Super Bowl and maybe a Super Bowl championship after they've won one in 38 years here, 38 seasons, I got no problem with Tom Brady. I am all about winning. I want to win. Now, I want the winning to validate a culture, that's for sure. But Tom Brady embodies the culture that I think needs to be validated with championships. So, I got no problem with Tom Brady. How about Sam Howell of North Carolina? A lot of people on this channel in the comments, they like Sam Howell. Sam Howell, not a really big guy, but he's a guy kind of like Baker Mayfield. He can run it. He can throw it. Not many weapons his senior year at North Carolina. However, his junior year, he did have a lot of weapons, and he was really very, very productive. I got him as 25 to 1. Aaron Rodgers, 45 to 1. I just think it's comical. Is there a chance? I guess there's a chance. What are you going to do? Do you, do you really want the Colts to dig deep into their cache of draft picks moving like into the middle 20s in order to go get a guy who may decide next week, he may roll out of bed and say to hell with this, I don't want to play football anymore. That's what you could get out of Aaron Rodgers. I think if he plays, he's going to play with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson, I got his 15-1. to 1. I don't see any way that the Seahawks turn him loose. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, just because I think it's funny, 70-1. to 1. Why not? Bears fans would do to Colts fans, just as Eagles fans have done to Colts fans over the last year since Carson Wentz was traded for. Eagles fans went crazy, and we see, you know what, we get it. It didn't work in Philly. But here in Indy, it's a different kind of town. People aren't so judgmental, and Frank Reich is the quarterback whisperer, and he's going to extract the very best work possible out of Carson Wentz. And what happened? The Eagles fans were entirely validated, Right? Everything that they said came to pass. You're going to see, they said. And we said, ah, not so fast. We saw. Now he's on his way out of town. Uh, Sam Ellinger, I have as 85 to 1. I don't think. You know what? That would be the most bold move of these guys. If Reich and Ballard said, Jim, to Ursay now, we're going with Ellinger. We think Ellinger is the answer as a starting quarterback for this team. Jim Ursay would pick up David Gilmore's uh, strat that he paid like a million dollars for and bang them both over the head with it like Quick Draw McGraw being El Cabong hit these guys back and forth until they were unconscious. That's what would happen if Sam Ellinger were named the starting quarterback. Now, the way this could happen is somebody comes in as a quarterback or went stays, and then in camp, all kinds of mayhem, and suddenly you're in a position where Ellinger must start. That could happen. That would shake up the odds. That would move Ellinger up to about 2-1. to one. Brian Hoyer, then, at... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Brian Hoyer's never going to start a game with the Colts. Um, the field, Bridgewater, Fitzmagic, Brissett, etc., Five to one, Kyler Murray, hundred to one, Deshaun Watson, five hundred to one. You've got Malik Willis, but there's no way that the Colts are going to have a shot at Malik Willis unless they trade into the first round somewhere. And I still don't believe that that'd be uh, the pick of the Indianapolis Colts. Indiana has got Ohio State tonight, and I'm feeling very good about this game. That's why I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I got the IU hoodie on because I think the Hoosiers going to win this game. 
Hoosiers are six and a half point dogs in this game. I love the Hoosiers because this is Ohio State's fourth game in the last nine days. And Ohio State just got their doors blown off by Iowa on Saturday in Columbus at Value City Arena. So I think Indiana goes in there. Plus, I think it's a good matchup. There's no Kofi Coburn, right? There's no Zach Eady. There's none of that with Ohio State. They've got E.J. Liddell. They've got a very efficient offense. Their defense isn't altogether too good, and that is a great matchup for Indiana. Just as last week against Wisconsin, I thought, what what are the odds makers seeing? How is Indiana somehow favored against Wisconsin? This game, I don't understand how Ohio State is a a 6.5-point favorite. I just don't get it. I think Indiana has a hell of a good chance to win this game. They don't have a bruiser to stop Trace Jackson Davis. I think these teams are a little bit similar, and you're going to see what dead legs do to a team. I think Indiana has really had kind of some dead legs the last couple of games. I think Ohio State has a very good chance to have dead legs tonight, and dead legs do not win basketball games. Uh, Juwan Howard, at least when we started the video today, had not been suspended by the Big Ten yet. Michigan's waiting to see what the Big Ten does before they decide what to do. Uh, The same, I would assume, is true with Greg Gard and Wisconsin. Greg Gard grabbed Juwan Howard by the elbow, and then Juwan Howard slapped uh, a Wisconsin assistant. And then all hell broke loose, and some Michigan players threw punches. I didn't see any Wisconsin players throw punches. So players are going to get suspended. Juwan Howard's going to get suspended should he get fired. If if Michigan's had enough, I, you can't run around telling guys like Mark Turgeon, as he did last year, I'm going to kill you. You can't threaten the life of an opposing coach. Unless you're John Chaney and you do it to John Calipari. Then you can do it. Because then it's funny, and then I like it. But uh, Juwan Howard doing that to Mark Turgeon. Maybe that's why Mark Turgeon quit as head coach at Maryland. He said, you know what, I... I I love basketball, but it's not worth my life. John Howard, uh, is he going to get suspended the rest of the season? Five games, three games, I don't know. And Greg Gard, is he going to get suspended for any period of time? Nobody was right in any of this, but John Howard was far more wrong than anybody else in, in throwing hands at an opposing coach. You can't do that. And, and the Big Ten really has to decide and Michigan, and Wisconsin both. What are we here for? What is our goal in hiring leaders into those positions? Is it winning, or is it modeling behavior that's going to serve the the student-athletes well as as mentors? Which is it? That's the question, and and it's a good question. And, And we know the answer. They always talk about modeling behavior, right, and degrees, and we've got to get guys their degrees. However, what we know is this. Winning, winning, winning is what's important. And please, for the love of God, I talked about it enough this morning on Breakfast with Kent. Eliminate the handshake line. You know what? It's nice. It's an okay idea. But in practice, there are way too many pitfalls. It's an unpleasant minefield. Each of the three of us in this family, my son, my wife, and I, 
have all been privy to a brawl that was caused by the handshake lines, all separated by about 30, no, 24 years they were separated by. So that's the way it is. I want to tell you about this book. It's called Straight Shooter. It's by a guy named Bob Fisher. My son gave me the book. I've read just a few chapters of it, but I love it because it talks about external focus rather than internal focus. What drives me nuts about coaching, specifically uh, golf instructors and shooting instructors, is they always talk about, look, you've got to have your elbow here, you've got to have your weight here, you've got to have your balance like this, you've got to have your elbow out over here, you've got to have the L, you've got to have your legs, your knee and your elbow and your rib, blah, 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 and your, your forefinger's got to be in the middle of your ring... All of that crap, which does nothing to help anybody shoot. And same thing with golf. What you need to be able to do is trust your body. Because if you can't trust your body, you're not going to be able to execute anyone. So the external mode of thinking and and learning is make the ball go here. Focus on the back of the rim. When When you're hitting a golf ball, focus on the target. Allow your body to do the work to convey the ball to the target. So all you have to do is tell it to make it go there. And your body's smart enough to be able to do it. That's the way all coaching, all management should work. Absolutely and forever. Goal-based management. Get me this. And don't worry about all the, what's your punch list? What have you, have you, do you have your action steps? How many of your action steps have you completed? Do you have your elbow out over the ball? Do you have your forefinger in the middle of the ball? Are you swinging with your chest? Where's your elbow? And your weight displacement. Are you back on your back foot too long? Or are you blah, 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 blah. Stop it. Make the ball go there. Make your business go there. That's how you get things done. Tonight... An instant post-game analysis. It's not really analysis. We just talk about the game, that's all. After Indiana whoops the living hell out of Ohio State, we'll be right back here about 9-10. I cannot wait to tell you how right I was about Indiana winning this game. We'll do that, like I said, about 